views expressed on this program are those of the hosts, guests, and callers, and are not necessarily those of this station, its management, or other advertisers. You're listening to Transformation Talk Radio. Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. The following audio is via a Skype call. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me, busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is so great to have all of you tuning us in and turning us on. You know, I, listen, Benny, you were, you were um, uh, listening to me talk to uh, Riz before the show. Um, Riz Verk joining me here today. But you, you, you heard me talking a little bit about the fact that, you know, he's on the show now. He's been on the show before. You know, we're here for sure, to talk about treasure hunt, follow your inner clues to find true success. But the meaning for this for me, Benny, is different because I now have situations where I have followed my dreams, looking for the clues, and I'm acutely aware of what happens, Benny, when I develop my own crustiness around dreams and things that show up when you follow your dreams or use your career as a treasure hunt and some of those dreams get crusted over. Today I want to say that Riz Verk is joining a successful entrepreneur, film producer, venture capitalist, best-selling author, nationally known as a thought leader in productivity software. But guess what? much more than that because when you write the kinds of books that he has written or you look at now this project and the invitation today the invitation today to enjoy embark and completely embrace and empower through treasure hunt how to follow these inner clues how to find true success, and how to do it, like I like to say, uncrusted with ease and grace. Riz, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you for joining us here today. You're welcome. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me on. So looking, I, I was I was looking at um, you know your work, what you're doing in the world, and definitely reading Treasure Hunt, right? And yep. I, I said something to you before... <laughs> before we got live and it was yeah dreams hunches gut feelings deja deja vu and doubt now doubt's not in your book but i want to ask you this question how many people have you come across that go and embark on the treasure hunter their life only to start to second guess themselves with doubt well i think it that happens you know on any journey where you're following your dreams Mm. Uh, i mean otherwise 
it wouldn't be a great adventure <laughs> if everything was really easy. And and I use the metaphor in the book of an Indiana Jones film, right? You know, if if it was if the treasure map was given to him at the beginning of the movie and it just said go here and get the Ark of the Covenant, well, it wouldn't make for a very interesting story, would it? No. <laughs> uh, the way that he has to do it is he looks for the first clue. And then the first clue leads him to the second clue, which leads him to the, the third clue. And there are lots of obstacles along the way, you know, one of which is doubt. And eventually, you know, he's able to find the treasure. And so that's the metaphor, you know, that I, I like to use for all of us following our dreams is that we have a hidden treasure map of things that we were meant to do, but we can't see it all at once. Uh, we catch only glimpses of it. Uh, and that's really what this book is about. It's about learning to recognize those glimpses, what I call glitches in the quantum matrix, that are kind yeah. of pointing out <laughs> the direction you know that that you need to go in order to do the work that you were meant to do and to be successful at it. Well, you know, the other thing I like about the book is that you share real life stories and examples because, you know, in the world we live in today, you know, conscious conversations are so important so that people feel like they're heard. You know, they feel like, well, wait a minute, he didn't just write a book. What he did was tap into my life experience and has written about it in ways that I can understand it. What is it about this book, about your personal journey, your success? What is it about the challenges that you had to overcome that helped guide you to guiding other people? Sure. Well, you know, in my own career as an entrepreneur initially mm-hmm. and then later as an investor, you know, I, I found that I would often have these hunches or intuitions about things. And uh, sometimes I would even see something in a dream. And then, you know, later I would see it manifesting in the real world. And, and that really got me thinking about the nature of um, kind of time and causation you know does a cause b or does b cause a so you know when i was back at school at mit i got intrigued by this technology that was produced by lotus which is now part of ibm and later i ended up starting a company around that technology now you could say the reason that i started the company was because i got intrigued by it in school or you could say the reason that i was intrigued with it when i was still in school was because someday one of my future selves was going to start a company in that area um, and so, you know, from quantum physics, from a quantum physics perspective, both of those are true. Uh, now, the trick, though, is sometimes, you know, we think we're being called in a certain direction, and then we have, as you mentioned, we have doubts or we have challenges that come up mm-hmm. along the way. And sometimes these challenges are related to our own personal pattern. So one pattern of mine was that, you know, I like to jump into something and I'm really intensely working at it for a little while and then I get bored and then I find something else. That, Ooh, shiny new toy. And I jump into something else and then later I jump into something else. Well, you know, and I wrote a little bit about this in my first book where my first startup ended up doing too many things and that was a direct reflection, you know, of my own personality. Uh, and so in this book, I introduced the idea of the clue life cycle which is a navigational system for bringing the right brain and left brain together to come up with a kind of an intelligent way for us to decide when to go and when to slow down in pursuing our goals. And the idea is that some people, you know, jump in too quickly, whereas other people analyze to death and never follow their dreams. Yeah. Uh, and, and so the clue life cycle is set up in a way that you look for a specific intuition or clue. You then wait for confirmation of that. 
Uh, and then you take a, a small step and then you look for more confirmation. And so, you know, the, the, the clues that repeat are the ones that are most important to us. And it's the things that we keep coming back to uh, that are really important. But now, as you said, sometimes, you know, you can hit obstacles along the way and it's important to recognize which obstacles are self-created and which are really sometimes uh, a matter of timing. Um, I'll, I'll give you an example. Uh, yeah. Years years ago, when, when back in the 90s, I, wrote, I was going to write a book about startups, like a total business book without any spiritual component. And you know, it's pretty hard for a new author to to get an agent or, or to get a publisher. And mm-hmm. I got a I got an agent just like that. It was like really easy. And I thought, wow, this is you know, <laughs> the clues are pointing me. It's what I call the red the green light red light clues. Green light lets you move forward, and then suddenly there's a red light. And and so you know, and I happened to be making a trip out to the West Coast where the agent was located, like that that following week. So it all was working well. But then i you know, she had some trouble selling that business book. And so then it was like red light. Okay, now I have <laughs> something that's slowing me down. And so, but she asked me, you know, what's the book you really want to write? And I said, well, someday I'd like to write a book about business and synchronicity. And it was really that question that laid the seeds for this book, Treasure Hunt, which, you know, is now 20 years later, and I'm finally publishing it. In fact, today is the launch day for the book. Yes, it is. Yeah, uh, which which I'm very excited about. But you can see how the larger pattern emerged over a long period of time, and and sometimes what we see as obstacles are really a matter of timing. Yeah, you know what I love about this, and I love about the book is as I was reading this, I looked back at my own my own journey and how I got here. Fourteen years ago, I dialed the wrong phone number and I didn't hang up, and. <laughs> I listen, I'm a girl from New York. I was born in the Bronx. So what do you think the odds are of me dialing a wrong number 14 years ago, not hanging up and pulling out a credit card and spending close to $15,000 in 2003 to buy one hour of airtime on internet only radio for 13 weeks? (laughs) Your friends want to have you committed. And, you know, here's the thing that I, I want to talk with you about is I did have an inter- interpretation of that, right? Yep. I did. I yep. I knew that on the back of my business card, I wrote for crust busting, that's what the show was called, that I wanted to reach a million people. So for me, it was really wonderful to see in your book that you've looked at this lifestyle of clues. And I think every one of us can relate to that. Um, I think one of the questions I wanted to ask you is most of the time we go through a life cycle and somehow in our mind, we believe it can't happen again. We believe that this was a one, I'm a one trick pony, so to speak, but that's not really what your book says, is it? No, you know, my book really talks about, you know, many different paths that we can take in life. And, uh, there are these places that I think, you know, we were meant to end up. And sometimes, you know, we, we get off course or we think, oh, we can't be successful at this again. Uh, and the clues are there to remind us, you know, what, of what that calling is. Uh, and there's a lot of theories about, you know, where does synchronicity come from and where, so I define a clue as, having an internal component and an external component. And, and so synchronicity is the best example of that when you're thinking about something and then you see something in the outside world that reminds you of that. You know, the simplest example being uh, you, you're thinking about a friend, you haven't thought about it in a while, and they give you a call, right? There's a coincidence between the internal 
and the external. And so these theories of where do clues come from, you know, some people in the more spiritual traditions believe that they come from guides and angels. Mm -hmm. Others believe that they were set up for us before we were born. Uh, and they're there as guideposts along the way to remind us, you know, when we're off track, uh, <laughs> or that person that we definitely need to meet, uh, you know, whether it's it's a, a particular look, something the person is wearing in in that scene, uh, you know. But from I'm an engineer, so I like to look at how things work, <laughs> uh, and that's why I pursue the quantum physics angle, you know, which is saying that there are multiple probable futures that are sending us information at any given time. And so, you know, which one we comes true is the one that we tune into. Uh, so it becomes this, this, this uh, task of navigating to one of several possible futures, all of which may have different probabilities at a given point in time. And, and the key to, to getting that information, and the idea is that each of them is sending us information in this probability wave, and just as we are sending information to the past, to our past selves, Right to to that past you who's about to spend the fifteen thousand dollars yeah. <laughs> on, <laughs> on the radio show, and, uh, and 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 it's really our intuition and our sense of what's important to us uh, that guides us, you know, a, a, along that way. Uh, and so what I've done in the book is kind of define a system so that we can we can kind of think about it like a personal GPS, right? <laughs> that kind of says, turn left, turn right at this time or that time. And to also not get discouraged when you follow it and things don't, don't quite, quite work out that way. Exactly. Uh, exactly. Well, when we come back from break, we're going to talk about, you know, what you've set up for people, not just to read the book, but put, participate in a real-life treasure hunt. When we come back, we're going to talk with Riz about that. Uh, and much more, we're going to let you know how to get a copy of this great book, as well as how to get engaged in the treasure hunt of your own life dream. And by the way, just so you know, I didn't just dial into any radio show. I dialed into the internet radio show, and in 2003, I don't think Al Gore had invented the internet yet. Let's take a short break. We'll be right back. Lots to talk about. Awareness is universal. Establishing a living awareness through meditation brings peaceful, healthy, and creative well-being into your everyday life. The practice of living awareness, Spirit Fire's own meditation practice, is built on this belief and is designed for every level of practitioner. Each year, Spirit Fire hosts living awareness meditation retreats that allow you to explore the practice in depth at our retreat center in beautiful Western Massachusetts. Introduce yourself to meditation and the practice at the Foundations Retreat. Attend, in silence, a silent meditation retreat focused on mindfulness, presence, and nature. Or be engaged with the meditation sittings themselves at the Deepening Retreat. Start adding to your awareness and attend a meditation retreat designed to cultivate consciousness in your everyday life. For details on attending a Living Awareness Meditation Retreat, visit upcoming events at www.spiritfire.com. 
Hey, did you know why they call the foundation the foundation? It's called the foundation because it completely eliminates your foundation for what you thought your reality was and creates a whole new space where you can have an entirely new reality that is foundationless. So from my point of view, they should call it the unfoundation or the foundationlessness. Either way, there's a big new global rewrite happening again because these guys cannot stop changing. There should be like a change anonymous that Gary and Dane go to. And it's happening April 28th to May 1st. You can find out about it at accessconsciousness.com forward slash global foundation. It's happening in Paris. Go to Paris or do it online or find a pod near you. These are all the options you have. And what else is possible? Are you feeling stagnant or blocked in your love life, career, health, or finances? Experiencing difficulty focusing or setting and achieving goals? Tune in to Spiritual Diagnostics Radio with psychic visionary healers Carol Dorian and Justice Welling. Discover the cause and effect of unwanted patterns in life. Tune in every Tuesday at 12 p.m. Pacific on Transformation Talk Radio. For more information, visit spiritualdeed.com. Tune in to The Jen Royster Show, intuitive guidance to inspire your life, each Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific and 11 a.m. Eastern on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This amazing show is an inspirational hour that will take you on an epic metaphysical journey to discover the spiritual approach to life's greatest challenges. Dr. Jen is an internationally known intuitive counselor, spiritual teacher, and energy healer. Call in for intuitive readings and visit JenRoyster.com for more information. Oh, absolutely, Benny. Thank you so much for that song. Um, um, I want to just make sure everybody knows, you know, today it's really an honor, uh, you know, to have uh, Riz Virk joining me here today. And one of the things I want to say is, you know, when I talk about his book, Treasure Hunt, Follow Your Inner Clues to Find True Success, it is very different than perhaps... Uh, any other success book that you've read because it taps into the many things we talk about on this show. You know, it doesn't talk about success without intuition like a lot of folks might want to. But more importantly, what, you know, what Riz has done is he's created an opportunity not just to read the book, but to live the book and to live the dream. Um, before we get back into chatting about this, tell us about the real-life treasure hunt that you've set up for people. Sure. So, you know, in conjunction with, with the launching of the book, I'm launching the real-life treasure hunt. Uh, and the idea there is f- that I wanted to provide a platform for people to follow their dreams uh, and to really pursue, you know, these crazy ideas that they may have in their minds about where – they want to go, particularly in building a new business, building a new creative project, 
uh, building a new retail business. Really could be any type of business, although I'm looking for conscious and spiritual ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'll be investing you know, uh, around $20,000 in at least one lucky winner's business idea. Uh, and you know, I wanted to be able to provide capital that isn't readily available. I know what it's like to have an idea, but not to have any money and not have anybody uh, really supporting you along the way. And I think there's lots of great ideas out there that people would pursue if they had either capital or guidance. And and so part of this is that I, I'll be spending time with the winner of the contest, of which there may be more than one if I end up, you know, finding, you know, multiple great ideas yeah. uh, out there. Uh, and so, you know, the details are, are on my website, uh, which is at uh, www.zenentrepreneur.com. Uh, and there's all the details about how the contest works. You can think of it kind of like a, a shark tank, but more of a spiritual tank, if you will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we, yeah, like like a goldfish tank, maybe. <laughs> there you Something go. Something like that. <laughs> Something nicer than a shark tank. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I, how about a dolphin there? I love that. Yeah. Uh, because, yeah, this is really so important because you're right. There are people with incredible ideas and they don't have a map. They don't know how to navigate. And I wanted to ask you about that because I was reading about, you know, the right brain and the left brain. But I was also then, you know, so drawn by the fact that we have to learn how to navigate um, uh, you know, in our own way. It's not just a one-size-fits-all, is it? it? It really isn't. And and that's because each of us has different tendencies, different strengths. Some of us, you know, like to overanalyze and we, we take too much time, whereas others of us may jump in too quickly before we fully formed the idea or done the research on it. And so I think to successfully navigate using intuition, you have to combine those two, the right brain and the left brain. I mean, I'll give you a great example. When I yeah. was at uh, Stanford Business School, you know, we had a professor that was teaching us how to make decisions in the business world. I think it was called decision modeling. And, you know, they would lay out in spreadsheets all the inputs. And then at the end, they would say, here's the different expected values. Uh, and you just look for the, the best number. And that's what you should decide. And then I raised my hand and I said, well, what if you change one of the numbers on the input? And he goes, well, then the whole <laughs> decision changes. And I said, well, how do you know which one, you know, which numbers to put in? And he goes, well, you really have to use your gut instinct. You have to mm. use your experience. That That's why as most successful business persons ranging from, you know, Steve Jobs to Richard Branson and many others, you know, they talk about following their gut. And, and there's different ways to talk about it, but really we're tapping into that same idea of the different types of clues. It could be a feeling of deja vu that you have uh, when you see a particular place or a particular person it could be a hunch could be something you saw in a dream Uh, and so each of us has different ways and different internal sensations Uh, when I talk about that funny feeling uh, you know it's hard to know exactly what that is because it's different for each person but you can tune into your own way of getting that intuition Uh, I mean as an example you know I remember a few years ago I drove by a building in, in Boston and I had this funny feeling about that building and I looked up at it it was on the river and I really liked it and, you know, a few years later, I ended up living in that building. But it was that little tickle inside and 
you know, Steven Spielberg says that he likes to tell his kids that dreams whisper to you from the side, whereas all this other loud noise is coming at you head on from the world. <laughs> and you have to kind of screen it out in order to listen to those whispers that are coming in, coming in, in into you. And, and that's why it's a very individualized process, this, this idea of hunting for clues. Yeah, I, I mean, it is so wonderful, though, to really look at life in this way, to look at, I mean, just the idea, if we take a moment and just look at the idea of our lives as this amazing treasure hunt, you know, filled with, yeah, adventure, some of it we can anticipate, some maybe not, but also, though, in what you've put together, to have a blueprint. See, this is the way I see the book. I see it as a blueprint to help people that, in fact, may get a great idea, not even know it's a great idea, and you help them follow the clues. What what have you learned? If you had to pick a, you know, one or two things that you learned from the best way to a acknowledge it's a clue, and b to follow it, what would you say? Well, so I'd say you know. In the book, I lay out these rules of of treasure hunting, as I call yeah. them. And the first, and the first one is: is it unusual? You know, so you know if it's something you see all the time and you notice all the time, then it's probably not a clue. But if it's unusual, then it's probably a clue. And then the second rule of treasure hunting is: does it repeat? And that's important to get confirmation. Uh, I'll give you an example. You know, a, a few years back, again back in the '90s, I was living in Boston. I was thinking of coming to California. And kind of live spending time on both coasts, which, you know, back then I had no money and was just starting my career. And it was not an easy thing to do. And and I was, you know, ruminating internally whether I should do it. And suddenly, as I walked around different places in New England, I started to notice mermaids everywhere. And, you know, not real mermaids, but (laughs) statues of mermaids. And I thought, huh, that's odd. I mean, I've lived in Boston for many years, and I never noticed all these statues of mermaids everywhere. So it was unusual, and it was repeating. Uh, and then I, I said, well, what would, how would I interpret this clue? And that's one of the stages in the clue life cycle. I said, well, to me, a mermaid is somebody that lives in multiple worlds, right? Both the ocean and the world of, of, of people. And so it, it kind of gave me the confidence. It was a very personalized message. To, to follow my dream of, of going and living on both coasts at that point as somebody that lives in two worlds, the East Coast and the West Coast, but also more metaphorically over time, you know, it's been a, a symbol for me for, as somebody who lives both in the business world where they don't talk about this stuff as much and in the, the spiritual world where people are much more open to talking about intuition, uh, deja vu, synchronicity, these types of things. Well, and, you know, so it's interesting that you're talking about that, you know, in a way that, wait a minute, there are many, many people I can think about in the world of science, in the world of technology, that have literally done what you're outlining in the book. But beyond all of that, we can go way, way back in time, you know, thousands of years even, and look at how this process was super evident uh, back then when we didn't have a smartphone or we didn't have, you know, ways to communicate with people across the globe. When we come back, we're going to talk about what about the patterns of things and what can we learn from ancient wisdom? That and much more. Treasure Hunt is the book. Stay tuned, everyone. We'll be right back. 
plus live your purpose equals joy. That's the motto of Unstuck Joy with Vicki Todd. Vicki believes you were born with gifts that are meant to make the world brighter. Each show will feature an art visioning journal prompt to help you create your way to soul clarity. If you're ready to get unstuck and create more joy, this show is for you. Tune in every month on Transformation Talk Radio. For more information, visit VickiWorldArt.com. A word of caution. If you prefer the status quo and you are not interested in improving every aspect of your life, this book will trigger the shift out of you. The Truth is Funny, Shift Happens is available now. Author Colette Steffen brings the powerful knowledge and life-changing energy and empowerment from the radio airwaves to the pages of her new book. To get your copy in paperback or ebook, visit thetruthisfunny.com today. In this day and age, if you don't reinvent yourself, you may never find balance, peace, and the sustainable life that is your birthright. Angela Watson Robertson, known as the Reinvention Warrior and the host of Breakthrough Radio Show Masters of Reinvention, is here to help you reinvent every area of your life. Tune in and hear from the best in the personal transformation business and discover tips and tools for positive change. Live every month on Transformation Talk Radio. TheAngelLady.net 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 1-800-323-1790 Sue Storm TheAngelLady.net Isn't it time to put your health first, to give yourself the gift of whole body wellness? What if embracing unconditional love and self-care was the first step to wellness? Could you honor that for yourself? My name is Audrey Michelle, host of Rewired Life Radio and the author of Rewired Life, A Journey to Untangle Chronic Pain and Endometriosis. In my book, I share how I healed from 17 years of chronic pain and disease. Get your signed copy at AudreyMichelle.com slash book, spelled M-I-C-H-E-L dot com slash book. Yeah. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. You know, I've been so looking forward to this show today. Um, Think about it. Treasure hunt. Follow your inner clues to find true success. Silicon Valley entrepreneur Rizwan, I call him Riz, uh, Verk. Now, listen, there are many, many ways we can talk about this. If you are thinking right now, oh, those two, are you kidding me? Those two entrepreneurs, how does that even relate to me? Let me just say this to you. When I was homeless at 17 in New York City, I will tell you right now, the way that I got money to eat could have literally been following this book, although I didn't have it and I had to learn the hard way. The point is, 
this can be something that you use in your life, whether it's a job, a career, a painting, whatever that is. And so today, I'm so thrilled that we are not just talking to you about a book and we're going to give a copy of it away, but there is an opportunity. Hey, Riz, would you take a moment again and tell us about the contest? And thank you so very much for doing this. Sure. So, you know, the contest is really a vehicle for conscious and spiritually oriented people to follow their dreams uh, and build some type of a business uh, related to their strengths. You know, it could be a spiritual art gallery, it could be something to do with UFOs, you know, it could be really an idea that you've had inside you that you've wanted to pursue, but you needed that, you know, little bit of nudging to, to go down that direction. Uh, and so I'm, inv- I'm uh, offering to invest $20,000 in, in someone's great idea uh, in the real-life treasure hunt. And you can go to my website, which is zenentrepreneur.com, and it's got you know all the rules and regulations there. But I'm really excited to see what, what kinds of ideas people have. I mean, what's happened over the years is I've had many people approach me, you know, because I'm in Silicon Valley where there are venture capitalists who invest in tech companies, but I've had a lot of people approach me about ideas that are not the kinds of companies that the venture capitalists here in Silicon Valley are investing in. You know, they're all looking for the next Facebook, right? But there's lots of other great ideas that are more personal that are related to people's mission in this life. Uh, you know, I have a friend of mine, Daniel Brinkley, author of Saved by the Light. You know, he, he says spiritual capitalism is when people are applying their unique gifts and able to make a living. And so this contest is a way, you know, for for people to be able to do that with one of the ideas that they've maybe had but haven't been ready to pursue. Uh, this could give them the funding and the mentoring, which is probably just as important, honestly, as the money uh, to get something like this off the ground. I love that you're doing this. As a matter of fact, in the spirit that we have had since day one on the show, our pay-it-forward spirit, we would love to give a copy of Treasure Hunt Away, uh, 1-800-930-2819, 1-800-930-2819. Uh, please give us a, a call. Benny would love to be able to grab the first call or give a copy of the book away. The other thing I want to say to everyone is we're also taking your questions. Um, if you have a question for us, this would be the time to ask the question. I mean, if you've had an idea, if there's something that's on your mind that you would like a little bit of help with here and how to move beyond, uh, this is perfect. Uh, for example, in the book, you know, uh, Riz is talking about dreams and science, and we're going to talk about that right now. But right now, 1-800-930-2819, or go to TransformationTalkRadio.com, and you can ask a question right there, and I'll bring it right on air. Um, before the break, I was saying that, listen, yeah, I'm talking about technology, and you and I were talking. I was sharing that I worked at Bell Labs for, like, a long, long time, um, and I learned a lot from there. And, of course, there are things that we look at in technology and science. But this idea of following the treasure hunt approach that you have, it goes back thousands of years, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. And, and what I've tried to do is to take <clears throat> methods of intuition that you know, human beings have used for a long time 
uh, particularly in the shamanic traditions. <clears throat> I mean, shamans yeah. are used to, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, shamans are used to going into non-ordinary reality and bringing back information that might be useful for the tribe. You know, everything from, you know, where are the buffalo to where should we seek shelter? Uh, you know, of course, back then it was a matter of survival. Uh, but even if you look at, you know, many of the scientific achievements over the last few hundred years, there's a process of intuition where the scientists will go into a, a non-ordinary state, they'll see the solution, and then they'll have to come back and do the work uh, in the physical world to write the proof, <clears throat> so to bring the left brain in. A good example is, uh, you know, Mendeleev, who put together the, the periodic table. Yeah. He was, he was sitting in front of the fire, dozing <laughs> off, <laughs> and he saw <clears throat> all the elements arrange themselves <laughs> into this nice order, and he suddenly woke up and knew he had a solution to this problem of how to arrange the elements. <laughs> but, you know, we hear about this over and over again when we go back and we hear some of the stories of, you know, before smartphones, before cars, people that walked the earth and how they literally had to follow the clues in their lives sometimes or, uh, you know, hearing a voice of an angel. And, you know, what I'm really struck by is you know, when those events happen to people, people really did listen, right? Um, I think they were much more used to listening to yeah. those voices. <clears throat> and they had yeah. a worldview that allowed for that. You know, whereas today, in, in the more scientific Western point of view of the world, you know, those things are de-emphasized. But it's interesting how many of our business leaders, you know, still use those intuition and feelings, gut feelings and hunches and synchronicities to navigate. You know, there's a part in the book that I really love, and I would really be, I regret not talking to you about this. Um, I remember many a time with my uh, research engineer science friends, and we shared one thing in common, science fiction. From an early age with me, okay, mm -hmm. science fiction. They did too. And I never thought about this, but you talk about this in the book. And I think you say something like much of what eventually becomes science starts out with science fiction. And I'm like, yes. It, it really does. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, uh, you know, it's a way for us to condition ourselves mm -hmm. <clears throat> to a different yeah. set of environments and a different set of technology and possibilities. Uh, and so science fiction helps set the stage. I mean, if we have time, I'll tell a little story about Star Trek, what a Star Trek right. that I like. We have plenty of time. Go so for there, it. there was an episode of, of Star Trek, uh, The Next Generation, and, and I'm a big fan of science fiction, yeah. <laughs> where you have the Enterprise. It encounters a version of the Enterprise from the past that was actually destroyed in a battle with, let's say, the Klingons. And <clears throat> so Captain Picard and the crew decide to save that Enterprise. Uh, but w when they do that, they suddenly find themselves on a different timeline where they're constantly at war. And nobody knows that the timeline has changed. Uh, but one of the, the aliens on board, who's played by Whoopi Goldberg, uh, Guinan, you know, she has a sense in her mind that, that this is only one reality and that there's another parallel reality where they're not at war, which, of course, is the parallel reality we've all been watching on the show. And so she's able to sense that there's this other world out there. And because of that, they make the decision to let that enterprise go back in time. It gets destroyed as it happened on that timeline, and suddenly they're back on the normal timeline, and, and they're not at war all the time. <laughs> and, and, I, and I tell that story because, you know, in quantum physics teaches us that there's different – every time we make a decision, 
we end up branching off into different parallel worlds. And sometimes we can sense those parallel worlds, just like Whoopi Goldberg did in the Star Trek episode. But it's this framework, you know, science fiction helps us to embrace this framework that there might be multiple timelines, and, and that agrees very much with the view of the world that quantum physics is giving us, and that these clues, these hunches, these what I call the glitches in the quantum matrix, right? They are the clues that let us know that there are other possibilities out there, both in terms of parallel worlds, but also in terms of probable futures and places that we may want to go and navigate to. Yeah, I, I love this because I can really think of movies that have come out and I relate to movies and television, right? I can I can I can relate to how some of the books that were written and let's talk about books for a minute. Everyone thought that in the day and age we live in this digital age that kids would stop reading, adults would stop reading, the interest would die. That is not what we're seeing. You know, we're seeing kids completely absorbed in modern day stories. You know, as a matter of fact, I watched a 10 year old this weekend who received the newest J.K. Rowling trilogy of beasts <laughs> and this be like, oh, my God, I didn't really look at any of my gifts. But this one, are we inviting in today's world? Are we inviting in a new conversation for us to become more in, engaged in what I like to call non-reality thinking. It, yeah, I think that's very interesting. And I think, you know, there's the old saying, I forget who said it, you know, that the future ain't what it used to be. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because we always have an idea of what we think. And, and I think, you know, nobody can totally predict, you know, the future exactly, but we can predict different probabilities and different possible realities. And, you know, I think it's great that, that kids are engaging, you know, with technology and it's giving them access to information that, that they might not otherwise have. Uh, you know, Harry Potter being a perfect example of, of, of uh, kids continuing to read. Although I, I must say, you know, with the technology out there and you know, the smartphone world is where I've been living for the past 10 years. Yeah. It has led to kind of shorter attention spans sometimes where we're used to uh, consuming things in, in small bites. Uh, over the summer, I was at MIT, and I ran a startup program for virtual reality and augmented reality companies. And I think that's you know a whole new area uh, that gives us some a new perspective on life. I think actually, you know the technology, just like science fiction, can give us a perspective on on how things are. Um, there's a movie coming out going back to Steven Spielberg. He's yeah. making a movie based on this the novel Ready Player One, which was about a virtual reality world. Uh, where they were going back to 80s trivia, et cetera. But this idea of a world within a world is something that, you know, technology is now making it seem uh, uh, understandable for people. But it's the same thing that, you know, Buddhists and others have been talking about for hundreds of years, where what we're seeing is is a simulated reality. Uh, it, it's a creation. It's a co-creation. And the decisions that we make you know, are definitely influencing it. But now we have Elon Musk talking about, you know, are we living in a, in a virtual reality type simulation? So I think it's interesting that the technology is actually broadening our minds to different possibilities. I think it is too. And, and you know, I, I want to ask you this question when we come back from break. I want to ask you the question of how does and what have you seen when people follow the clues and they're navigating 
navigating the treasure hunt, what would you say are your top three things that we should all be most mindful about? We're going to take a short break. We'll be right back. Awareness is universal. Establishing a living awareness through meditation brings peaceful, healthy, and creative well-being into your everyday life. The practice of living awareness, Spirit Fire's own meditation practice, is built on this belief and is designed for every level of practitioner. Each year, Spirit Fire hosts living awareness meditation retreats that allow you to explore the practice in depth at our retreat center in beautiful western Massachusetts. Introduce yourself to meditation and the practice at the Foundations Retreat. Attend in silence a silent meditation retreat focused on mindfulness, presence, and nature, or be engaged with the meditation sittings themselves at the Deepening Retreat. Start adding to your awareness and attend a meditation retreat designed to cultivate consciousness in your everyday life. For details on attending a Living Awareness Meditation Retreat, visit upcoming events at www.spiritfire.com. Tune into the wisdom of your soul for guidance on living a joyful life. On Soul Wisdom Radio, Wendy will provide inspiration to raise your vibration and connect with your higher self and guides. Learn how to balance your ego and to progress spiritually on Soul Wisdom Radio with Wendy Rose Williams. Visit wendyrosewilliams.com or Transformation Talk Radio to learn more about a healing session with Wendy and her events and publications. Thrive is what we experience when our mind, body, and soul operate as one. When we thrive, we excel on all levels. Thrive is the mindset that matters. It is essential to our being. Have you ever found yourself looking for the instruction manual on how to thrive? You'll find everything you need to help you feel strong, powerful, and peaceful in your own body. So don't waste any more time. Visit thrivebygen.com today. Brand consultant Jen Morgan is here with Radically Distinct Radio to help you take control of your future and maximize your brand's power to produce results. Whether you're an individual trying to reinvent yourself and launch a new venture, or you're an executive trying to reposition your company to modernize your sales and marketing programs, Jen Morgan and the Rad Method empower you to play to your strengths and show up in the world as your most powerful brand. To learn more, go to jenmorgan.com, that's Jen with two N's, morgan.com, or call 206 9 Tune in to the hit show, Raging Skillet Radio, mouthing off with Chef Rossi. Chef Rossi mouths off about different subjects in pursuit of breaking down walls and opening up your minds. She and Dr. Pat banter back and forth, taking from the headlines of the day on subjects that reach beyond what goes on in the world into your hearts and go to the ragingskillet.com to find out more and let chef rossi know what's on your mind Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Treasure Hunt. Fabulous book. 1-800-930-2819. But the thing I want to say about this is 
it's not just a book to read. It, it really, the, the ancient wisdom in here and the contemporary notions write a new narrative on ways to live our lives. So when we talk about treasure hunt, follow your inner clues to find true success, not only are you going to get to really follow the book, but you're going to get to participate in a real-life treasure hunt. And that real-life treasure hunt is something that Riz has created. One more time, tell folks about the contest and how they can get engaged. Sure. So the subtitle of real-life treasure hunt is Follow Your Dreams. And so, you know, for those of you out there who have always wanted to pursue a creative project, start a business, uh, do something more conscious and spiritual than you have been doing, say, in your existing job, but you needed some help, uh, some initial capital and or some mentoring to get off the ground, this contest uh, is for you. Uh, And you can go to my website, zenentrepreneur.com, and I've got the details there, but I'll be investing $20,000 into someone's idea uh, as seed funding to help them get it off the ground, and I'll be mentoring at least, you know, one winner. And as mm-hmm. I said, it's kind of like a shark tank, but more spiritual. So I think we came up with the, the dolphin, dolph- tank. dolphin tank. Dolphin <laughs> tank. Yeah. Way to think about it. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Um, so many things we could talk about, but I got to ask you this question. You know, if if you were put on the spot, like I am putting you on the spot, and thought about okay, what are the top three things? If I had a few minutes to share with people, what would make my one, two, and three practical things I would say to people to do or not do, maybe stop doing? (laughs) Sure. Well, I'd say, you know, one of them is to relax, take a deep breath. (laughs) If there's a calling that you have, It'll keep coming back to you. And that's why, you know, repetition is important. And I always ask people, you know, they may go off and do this, they may go off and do that in their lives, but what are the things that they're drawn back to? Because those are part of their core mission in life. So, you know, I, I, I've talked about different quantum probabilities and possibilities. And, and someone once asked me, once asked me the other day, is, do you believe we end up where we're supposed to be? And I said, generally speaking, I think we end up at one of the places we're supposed to be. <laughs> so there are multiple possibilities and probabilities. Uh, and, you know, over the break, we were talking a little bit about parallel lives and alternate realities. And I think that that's really, really encouraging way to, to think about different realities. So, for example, I, I went by Stanford University a couple of years ago, and I had this vision in my mind of an alternate me, you know, being a professor and teaching. Now, in this life, I've I didn't go back for my PhD. I decided to become an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. and I've been helping other people start their companies, and I make video games and doing creative things. So it's a very different <laughs> life than the academic life. <laughs> but this alternate me is pursuing this other thing, and, and I catch glimpses of it. There was that glimpse. There's the fact that I went back to MIT to teach about startups over the summer. Uh, and we can draw strength from these parallel versions of ourselves who are doing the things that we want to we want to do. So I think that's that's a second you know important point. Uh, and then finally, I'd say you know pay attention to what's unusual. It's when you have an unusual uh, feeling, an unusual sensation, don't ignore it. Uh, that's the little voice. I'd say put that into your own book of clues. I use the metaphor of Indiana Jones films all the time. And if you've seen Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade, Sean Connery played Indiana's father. And he had this book that he carried with him his whole life. 
it was his grail diary. And every time he found a clue to where the Holy Grail is, he would draw a picture, he would write it down. You can be creative. This doesn't have to be all text. It might be pictures. But assemble those clues because then there may be a much larger pattern, you know, that will emerge over time. Yeah. I mean, this is part of, for all of us, one of the things that I love talking about is, you know, this idea of, I didn't see that coming. And, you know, here I am, I'm on the verge. Oh, and by the way, that's the show that's coming up next, everybody, On the Verge. Get ready for that show. Um, I'm on the verge of a super idea that involves a video game. I have no knowledge whatsoever, uh, Riz, no knowledge of what is involved in the video game. But what I do know is that there needs to be a new way to address Lyme disease awareness. And the way that we have now is not working. And the fastest growing group of people affected by chronic Lyme disease are children. So what did I do? I came up with a Lyme game with characters and heroes and villains and we're giving them cool games and we've created the characters and we're writing the storyboard. And guess what? I have no idea what to do next. Not a clue. But I'm going to follow the clues. That's right. Uh, I'm going to follow the clues. Great because project. You know? uh, I don't yeah. think it matters, does it, that I don't know everything? I knew enough to get it started. And I want to ask you about that because we don't start things because we don't know where it's going to end. Well, I think that's, that's important is, is to realize that, you know, that you don't have to know everything. Um, and, you know, I, I, I led a group of entrepreneurs who were just starting their companies this summer. And, you know, one of the, the thoughts that I, that I wanted to convey to them is that, you know, all the people who have built successful companies, they're, they were in the same boat that you are right now. <laughs> they didn't know, you know, how to do X, Y, or Z, how to raise financing, you know, or how to build the technology or, or how to sell the company or how to market the company. But it's the journey that's important. And so that's why I say what's important is that you follow one clue. And when you do, that will lead you to the next clue, which will then lead you to the next clue. It's yeah. okay that you can't see the whole treasure map at once. That's yeah. kind of the, the metaphor for the whole book and for our lives and our careers, uh, that every great adventure you know, starts with the, the hero or heroine not knowing a lot about what they're getting into, which may that's be good right. in both ways. <laughs> but you along the way, that's it's a great story. <laughs> Otherwise, it would be a great story. Well, as I like to say, to be continued. Riz, thank you for today. One last question. Um, what's your personal message? What do you want to leave us with? And please give out your website again. Sure. So my website is zenentrepreneur.com. And the details of the real life treasure hunt are there. Uh, and, you know, I would just like to leave everyone with the thought that if you follow the clues, you can find the treasure. Mm. I love it. Thank you so much for today. And thank you so much for all you do. Please, one more time, website contest. It's uh, zenentrepreneur.com. And you'll see the link for the contest where I'll be investing $20,000 in someone's great spiritual business idea. I love it. Thank you so much. And for those of you tuning us in, turning us on, I just want you to know we are not done yet. On The Verge Radio. Laura Richard showing up here, using your breakdown for a breakthrough. 
It can happen. It does happen. Stay tuned. That's coming up next on Transformation Talk Radio. We'll see you next time. The audio was via a Skype call.